Welcome, friends, people for peace, pods of consciousness, planetary citizens, wherever you happen to be today, listening to global news and social artistry here on KOPN. I'm the host, Dick Dalton, and each week we have the pleasure of talking to someone who's building a more humane world from the inside out. And today uh, we're going north. Uh, I'm speaking with uh, Reverend Stephanie Sorensen up in Flint, Michigan on a Zoom call. And uh, hi, Stephanie. Good to see you. Hi, Dick. Good to see you, too. Uh, let me just kind of describe what I'm seeing to, to our listeners here on KOPN. Uh, Stephanie looks like she might have some lays around her neck. I don't know, <laughs> but uh, I hear she has some history with Hawaii. We'll get into that. And, and there's the uh, chakras uh, on a big uh, model in the back, a, a painting on the wall. So I think we're going to get into some energy work or something during this as well. Uh, but uh, Stephanie is the minister up at the Life Enrichment Center. Uh, is it actually in Flint or sort of outside of Flint? It's Flint Township. It's outside of Flint, yes. Uh -huh. Yes. And... A friend of mine who's from Flint um, had actually recommended another person to be on the show, and that person didn't really feel like they wanted to be on the show. And they said, but I think uh, Stephanie Swordson would be a great person for your show. So right. that's how we met. You know, you never know how this is going to go, but it's uh, really a, a real pleasure. I think we're going to have a good time today. I do, uh, too. You, uh, I don't know where you come from, though. Uh, I, I heard Hawaii and, and now Michigan. Uh, I, are you a planetary citizen? Or I'm a planetary citizen, but I came into the world in California. Oh, okay. In Southern California. And I uh, lived quite a while in Northern California, but I lived mm -hmm. in Hawaii for uh, eight years. Mm -hmm. Were you in California in the uh, oh, 2001, two, three, four, five in that time frame? I was, oh, let's see. Yes, I would have been, yeah. Okay. Back into it. Uh -huh. Out of. Out of back, okay. Yeah, from <laughs> Hawaii and back again, yeah. Well, I understood uh, when I was in this, uh, doing some mystery schools with Gene Houston, that there was a, a couple of folks that would come up from California that were part of this new thought, uh, spiritual kind of a movement in a way. I'm not sure if you could call it that or you would call it that. But you're kind of described as a new thought uh, minister. Is that fair? That's fair, yeah. yeah. Can you help us uh, listeners understand what that means to be a new thought minister? New thought uh, is, is actually based on uh, ancient teachings uh, from all over the world, other countries, it uh, it has uh, some modern teachings too. I would think Eckhart Tolle would be uh, new thought if we were going to call it that. But a lot of what he teaches is ancient. Um, I quote Muji and uh, uh, a lot of the gurus from India on uh, on Sundays, and yet. Um, uh, there's a lot of current uh, spiritual teachers. We're mm -hmm. not uh, re a religion, mm -hmm. per se. Uh, 
I mean, there are movements, but um, we're not a religion. We, we're more of a spiritual community. Mm -hmm. And that sort of means that you don't have a dogma or a set of rules that people have to adhere to or beliefs that they have to pledge to in order to be a part of your assembly. I, yes, I like to say we attract a very unruly group. <laughs> and they're, you know, very individual and, in, you know, what they, what they believe and speak and, and wouldn't take rules if we had them, so. Well, uh, I take it that uh, your, mm, would you call them uh, services uh, that you have on various days when people get together? Uh, do you have music? Well, we do. Um, for the longest time, we had uh, an amazing live music. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, of course, the pandemic happened. Uh, and yeah. we, um, but there's a lot of beautiful musicians that offer their music, uh, some royalty free, some belong to Empower Music, which um, you pay a yearly fee and you can uh, look through and, and find music. But even before then, we've had some, uh, Gary Lynn Floyd is one of them, and uh, he just said, use all my music. Hmm. Right now, we still use recordings. Mm -hmm. People are slowly coming back and gathering, but we respect how 
people feel within themselves, everybody intuitively knows when mm -hmm. it's time for them to come back or not time for them to come back. So, right. Yeah. I had uh, Gary Malkin on uh, my show a year or so ago. He's a, a composer and music man out in California, actually, in San Francisco. Okay. And I thought uh, he also provides music for movies as well as just uh, he, uh, very spiritual-based kinds of stuff. So mm -hmm. I, I just didn't know if that rang a bell with you at all. It doesn't, but I've got mm -hmm. it in my mind now. Great, I'm great. Yeah. Yes, uh, he's part of uh, Wisdom of the World Wellness is, oh, okay. uh, I think, a uh, website that he and, and Clint Rogers uh, are both involved with. And uh, Gary's the, the music man. <laughs> I love it. Yes. So you are, are you Zooming then uh, as well as the few folks that come together uh, in a live setting for your... We do a live stream and we do it through Facebook. Oh yeah, sure. And, a lot of yeah, folks. Yeah, so anybody can tune in and mm -hmm. then we have people that come in and so we're filming uh, while the service is going on. Mm -hmm. And so on Facebook, where would people go to find you or your your service? Um, Life Enrichment Center page. It's our, our page. They would go to Life Enrichment Center. Ah, great. Simple, yeah. simple. Yeah. All yeah. right. Very good. And it's at 11 a.m. Eastern time. <laughs> <laughs> Eastern daylight time. Yes. Yes. We're laughing because I didn't take into consideration that Flint, Michigan was Eastern. So we... we we got together, though. We're good. We We're found there. each other. Yes. Yes. Well, um, on your little bio, sort of with your Life Enrichment Center page, uh, I saw that you're also an author. Yes. Uh, besides a, a teacher and counselor. Uh, and I'm, I have one book. So I'm an author. So I'm kind of curious about your books. Uh, one of them I see is called uh, something about unlimited visibility. Right. Right. That was my first one. Mm -hmm. uh, and it, the, the subtitle is Improving Our Eyesight, which is capital oh, eyesight. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Yeah. And, uh, oh, I was so excited. I wrote 52 chapters and they, <laughs> uh, yeah, and they were for... Um, uh, you know, every week of the year, and it has uh, processes and a meditation for each one. Mm -hmm. And I sent it uh, out to a publisher, and they said they would publish it if I cut it in half. So mm -hmm. now it's 26 <laughs> processes. And yeah, so yeah, but it, it was fine. Some of them had to do with holidays, so I got rid of those. And uh -huh. yeah. yeah. So and it's it's available uh, twenty six chapters uh, visit uh, unlimited visibility. Unlimited visibility. It's available on Amazon and also mm -hmm. through Divorce Publishing. They published it originally, and they still. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So one is the Sacred Continuum. Yes. Well, let's start with just the first one, though. Okay. Well, you're you were excited. You you were it was just flowing out of you. What? What was flowing out of you? What is, what does unlimited visibility even mean? Okay. Well, the title happened because I was um, sitting in a uh, a jet and we were getting ready to take off, and the uh, the pilot said, "It's a beautiful cloudless sky. 
we have unlimited visibility today. And I thought, wow, that means that we could see forever. It's unlimited. And uh, the only thing that uh, that I started thinking, the only thing that gets in our way of seeing beyond uh, what we already know is um, our own limitations of being open to it mm-hmm. and aware of it. Mm-hmm. Do you use the sort of the biblical definition of seeing as understanding the eyes of your understanding being enlightened so uh, is this uh, unlimited visibility also kind of that you can understand the big picture or i don't know i'm i'm i I know yes i understand what you're saying and um uh so let's say on uh improving our spiritual awareness our spiritual consciousness. There's so much more uh, than what we allow ourselves to see on a regular basis. So much that we focus on in the world that, uh, and unwanted that we focus on in the world, Mm -hmm. that it keeps us oftentimes stressed and limited and not solution oriented even because we're just focused on that and we're we're fighting against whatever or fighting with whatever and that there's answers within us there's there's a knowing within us and if we were to open to that um we would solutions would come we get in our own way of spiritual awareness mm-hmm. by what we think we know and our stubbornness about what we think we know so i I have a little hmm, issue with, <laughs> with uh, I, I hear this a lot. The answers are within you. Uh, everything that you need, you already have. And yet, that seems so, to me, so counter to relationships with other people, with, with creation, with, with God, with with the universe that is interacting with us and through us all the time. So it it makes me think, wow, within me, that's sort of like in this little bitty little Mm -hmm. spot here. Yeah, (laughs) if you're thinking of yourself as a little bitty spot there, it Mm -hmm. sure will. So help me help me get out of that little spot. There, there's a lot of uh, spiritual teachers who have said this, but Rumi said you are uh, not a drop in the ocean. You're, um, you're, uh, you're, you're the ocean in a drop. And so we're not a little teeny, teeny, teeny in, in the universe. We're, we are the universe in individualization. And so within is just the non-physical. It's, it's the God, the God that is, is a flowing energy of love. It's, it's within. Within just means um, not made manifest yet, not in physical form yet. But if we open to it and we, we start feeling it within us, it's bound to manifest it would manifest for all of us and it would improve the world if we were all knowing that we're all unified within. Within is everything. Within <laughs> is us. Within is uh, creation. It's all there, but not everything that's mm, going to be created has been created yet. Mm-hmm. 
I wonder why we use the the word within. Uh, just I'm, I'm just talking with you. <laughs> you know, uh, it, it 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 does imply an enclosure. And, okay, and I so, can see that. How about subjectivity? A lot of um, there's the subjectivity. Um, uh, even in psychology, it's the it's before anything's objectified. So there's there's a, the subjective and Ernest Holmes, who wrote uh, the book, The Science of Mind, mm -hmm. which Gene Houston is real familiar with and wrote an introduction to. Uh, it's um, on the sub he, he wrote on the subjective side of life, which means not the objective, not the things that you see in form. That's what's limited on the subjective side, we're one with an unlimited uh, universe. And it's within us, within being non-visible, non-physical, subjective, not <laughs> objective. Even the body is its a limited thing. It's a vehicle for this, this wonderful energy that we are. So the within, when they're talking about within, they're talking about non-physical. Okay. The unseen, we could call it. It's all unseen, but present. The presence of God is everything. The presence of spirit is everything. And it's within each of us, that presence. We are that uh, individualization of God. Okay, individualization. Uh, I'm good with individualization. <laughs> In my teaching at, in, in college for 30 years, I, I, would, I gave a quiz and I, I said, I am, and had a blank, and I told them what to fill in, an individual. Uh, that would be an individual defined as a, uh, a being, uh, an entity, uh, a person. And I, as an individual, have thoughts, but I'm not my thoughts. Is that fair? That's way fair. Uh, I have a body, but I'm not my body. Is yeah. that fair? Yeah. Okay. And and kind of, well, I'm through the list. I have feelings, but I have relationships, but I have spirit. But so I, I'm really into the individual. And I have all these things available to me. And I'm in this, this context of the universe that is in and flows through and all around and however we can only kind of talk in physicality language right and the moment <laughs> we say a word that's that's already a formed thing. yeah exactly it's, it's beyond that's why so many uh spiritual teachings are about the silence and i i don't i believe it's in buddhism or zen where they say the minute you say god is this that's not god that's right because you can't circumvent <laughs> the infinite right so right. yeah so we talk but um we'll never say we'll never say uh it'll always be beyond whatever we say the truth of all of it is beyond anything we can say but it is our way of communicating. But we communicate energetically all the time. I mean, I could feel your energy and you could feel mine <laughs> when we got on our Zoom meeting. And right. you know, we walk by people and uh, you can, we feel each other. And we do probably more communication energetically mm -hmm. 
which is unseen, but it's not unfelt. And it's more of that awareness that I, that I'm talking about, and I'm not going to use that word with them. So <laughs> it's it's our energy, and we um, we're capable of feeling all energy. Mm-hmm. And wherever we at we're at energetically, mm-hmm. uh, we generally resonate to to that. If we're angry, we usually are an argument waiting to happen. So we're going to find someone we can argue with or something <laughs> we can argue with. But if we're happy and we come out happy and we're just going to be happy no matter what this day brings, we will attract to us more and more uh, to be happy about because we're focused on that. We're looking for that. We're uh, in the flow of that. And I loved what you were doing with your hands because it's just <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. Well, I- with that, I, I'm just going to take a quick break here with our audience, and then uh, I'll reintroduce you, uh, Reverend Stephanie Sorensen. But uh, first, I want to just say hi, folks uh, listening today to Glocal News in Social Artistry here on your community radio station, KOPN.org out of Columbia, Missouri. Uh, just about to celebrate our 50th birthday next year. Uh, boy, 1973 brings back some memories to me. I know right where I was. My daughter was born in 1973. How about that? Uh, well, that's off the side. Uh, <laughs> we're glad you're with us today, folks. And uh, we appreciate your support for Community Radio. We have uh, the most diverse uh, menu of things to uh, tune into, listen to, go back, check podcasts of uh, of. I think any place in in the area, uh, maybe in the world. So uh, thank you for being here. Uh, My guest today, uh, as I mentioned, is Reverend uh, Stephanie Sorensen. She's uh, a minister of the Life Enrichment Center uh, up in Flint Township, Michigan. And uh, we've been talking about the... Uh, within, without, uh, subjectivity, uh, how do you call, what, you know, know, this is the kind of discussion that I I think we all need to have so much more than we do, because we're just exploring, trying to find commonality in in our lives, and instead of all the division that we run into. So it's a pleasure to to have this opportunity. I was going to just mention, as a carry over from our our last uh, few minutes uh, when I gave that quiz I'm an individual the the next line was energetically connected to all that exists that's so, beautiful <laughs> so, yeah. so we're right on the same page in terms of uh, how we're sort of seeing ourselves uh, although recently uh, in the last few years uh, came would it have come from within me or from (laughs) but uh this phrase pod of consciousness uh, is is sort of how my word individual has evolved uh and so you brought up that we just need to become more conscious more aware and my question is what do you think makes someone come to that moment of either asking or wondering who they are or what you know 
How do you come to that moment of first awareness, second awareness? Uh, what's your thoughts on that? Well, I think in order to get anywhere, there needs to be a desire for that. And um, we usually wait until something happens where uh, we just reach a point. We either reach a point of boredom, this can't be all there is, mm -hmm. you know, or we reach a point where this is this is hell and I want out. Mm -hmm. Or we've we've been in an environment where we've been around people who are joyous mm -hmm. and we want some of that. Mm -hmm. We want to know why they're not taking life so seriously. We want to know why their life seems to be working, uh, why they like more people than we do. And uh, so we, we want some of that. And I always tell the people at our spiritual center that they are the best ambassadors for what we're, we're just, we're a teaching of love. We're a teaching of oneness. We're a teaching of unity. And they're the best ambassadors for that because if, if they just go out and be themselves in their beautiful, loving way, somebody's going to want some of that. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I, I think that's how we come to it. There's a wanting for whatever reason we want it. And I believe everybody eventually. Ram Dass said we're just walking each other home. Mm -hmm. And we all get it eventually. Well, that's uh, optimistic. I, I haven't quite gotten that optimistic <laughs> that we all get it eventually i didn't necessarily mean this lifetime but everybody makes oh it. <laughs> thank you okay. i needed that yeah. clarification <laughs> I, I see so much um so many habit patterns that continue to consume people's lives uh up to the very last moment and it's been a fascination, I guess, of mine as to, uh, you know, what uh, was it something in their early youth that, that gave that desire or that little curiosity or made them a seeker where someone else wasn't. And, and I, 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 I bring this question to a lot of my guests, <laughs> trying to get a take on, uh, on you know, a, a, another view of, of how that could work or you know as a minister they're there they've already come in the door you're not out knocking on doors i don't think saying uh you need to come to to the uh, life enrichment center are you <laughs> no well that's a good idea no uh, <laughs> people have said that they've driven by and um were just drawn to come in okay and not everybody who sits in a sanctuary um, has is ready. Mm -hmm. They or um, are ready to give up habits. I mean, mm -hmm. there's a lot of places we go where they 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 can help us get rid of habits, but if we're not ready to get rid of the habit, and you were talking about habitual thoughts, and if we're not ready to let go of them, no one can help us let go of them. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like any addiction. We get addicted, addicted to habits of thought. Mm -hmm. And we get addicted to our rightness about those things. Amen. Yeah. And we get addicted to everyone needing everyone else to agree. So uh, until we can hmm, let go of our need to mind other people's business mm -hmm. and make it our intention to mind our own and 
mind how we treat people, mind how what kind of uh, being we are on this planet. Uh, then if we're all just concerned with ourselves, if everyone were just were just concerned with themselves and wanting to be the best being they could be, if you wanted to be, then the planet would, well, would be healed in mm -hmm. all its ways. Mm -hmm. But we know the difficulties that encroach on that. Uh, from, from our birth, uh, we're programmed with all we're told who we are right as if that was really true <laughs> right so there's so much to unlearn you try to present things from different perspectives and show that there's a, a bigger world out there and and things you can do inside but they've got to they've got to grab the grab the rope or whatever <laughs> exactly exactly yeah. so it's it's all desire and uh we don't always have to hit rock bottom as they say but mm -hmm. sometimes it is some kind of event in our life you know there's so much uh variability in the way people look at what a soul is and is a soul really immortal from um, infinity to infinity or do does this can a soul perish can a soul go out of existence uh you know what happens when uh, well you know i'm, I'm going to bring up a, a kind of a tough subject uh you don't have to comment too much but please feel free to jump in you know in this uh abortion debate that continues to go on uh, I, I sometimes ask people well, what do you think happens to the soul of a baby that's aborted and generally i get oh well it hasn't done anything wrong so it goes to heaven and i say well what's the problem <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's a, it's in a good place so why then turn around and judge which and at least in the christian world we're, we're taught don't judge why turn around and judge other people that have felt the freedom or the pressure or the demands or whatever their personal circumstance was? Why judge them as some kind of a bad person because of their circumstance? Anyway, I, I that's again we have we have habits of judging, and it's usually that we judge someone that wouldn't do what we would do. Mm -hmm. But we all need to be free to do what we would do. And there is a relationship. I've, I've counseled with women who have had miscarriages. Mm -hmm. And we talk about that being. Mm -hmm. And that being had a gift to give. And even if it was brief, it was profound. And uh, it's important to acknowledge that. Mm -hmm. And it would be, it's not an easy thing to have an abortion. It's a relationship that that woman has mm -hmm. with uh, a being. And the two of them are together in that relationship. And if there are more counsel about it, non-religious counsel about it, but from the standpoint of being able to know that it's perfect as it is, even if it never becomes manifested in a baby, mm -hmm. it's still a being 
that has come into relationship with a woman and the man too. Mm -hmm. You know, it is a relationship. And, uh, but no one can tell anybody how to relate to anyone. Mm -hmm. It's about our own, it's about our own bodies, of course, and it's about our own life. And, uh, but we, we want to judge things right and wrong. <laughs> and what if we're wrong with the things we think are right? You know, and we've already made laws about them. So it's back to us being the best being that we can be uh, based on what we believe is true about what love is, uh, what caring is, what compassion is what unselfishness is, all of those things have to do with a lot of things. I was listening to a little clip from George Carlin who said that, you know, people who believe that it, they, they believe in the rights of the unborn, but once you're born, you're on your own. Yeah. So there's a lot to do in this world too. Oh my. And uh, a lot to do for uh, the children. Mm -hmm. A lot to do with, for, with feeding the children that are have come through. Mm -hmm. And I, so I believe that, and we'll, we'll find out, each one of us will find out if a soul is eternal. <laughs> and uh, that's just, that's an individual experience. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> or we'll not. See. See, you, <laughs> see you next time, Dick. <laughs> Oh, it's delightful to to at least talk about it without uh, being dogmatic and, and saying, well, you've got to believe this or you've got to believe that. Uh, because spiritual teachers all over the world in some ways have a very consistent message and in other ways uh, allow you to develop your own uh, understanding, your own message, uh, if you will. Right. Yeah. It's really the only thing there is. It's uh, one of my talks a couple of weeks ago was the guru in you. Mm -hmm. And it's uh, uh, we resonate to certain people for um, be, because they inspire us. But we have to do it. I mean, we have to do the work. Mm -hmm. There's no one that, like we were talking about. There's no one who can do this life for us. Mm -hmm. This is our life that we've been given to live. Mm -hmm. We shouldn't mess with anybody else's and do the best and revere this life that we've been given mm -hmm. and do the best we can with it, with all of the other beings. Mm -hmm. These are all beings that have been gifted with life mm -hmm. that are already formed in here. Right. And as a, you say you do counseling, uh, I, value um, the opportunity to get counseling or therapy or whatever it might be to help process certain things that I either see or don't see about myself. How are you in, in that regard? Is that, uh, how do you see counseling in, in your life? It's changed a lot. My undergraduate uh, work was in psychology, but I don't come from that place anymore. I seek to help whoever is there to see things differently and it first comes if we don't love ourselves and i guess that's where it all begins if we're down on ourselves if we're not forgiving ourselves or if we're not forgiving someone else um to to see things differently to take the limitations off the experience mm -hmm. and to come into the moment 
and, and yeah, go ahead. And, and that habit of self-condemning, you know, that I call it the judging virus that we get a virus when we're a little kid, and and that virus doesn't care if it's me or you or anybody else. That virus just wants to judge, you know. Yeah, that's a great. <laughs> that's way my to... life. I, I'm, yeah. I want to more feeding. Let me judge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's so uh, difficult to you know get that understanding that those thoughts aren't us. Um, that they, you know, when we're in it, it's like, no, that's me. I'm just a. <laughs> yes, yes. And just to come, just to decide, uh, I want to go through this day. I just want to spend this day not judging mm -hmm. and to see how far you get with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 15 it's seconds, been, yeah. maybe tomorrow, 20 seconds. <laughs> exactly. Mm -hmm. But there's oh, I didn't do it right. I didn't do it right. I, you know. uh, then beat yourself up for that one. Yeah, right. <laughs> it happens. It happens. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we need to take another short uh, break and, and say hi to the listeners today. If listening to local news in social artistry here on your favorite community radio station, KOPN.org out of Columbia, Missouri. Uh, been here since 1973. Appreciate your support. Um, that uh, other little piece about our birthday coming up is that we're going to be in a, a new building, uh, at least a new building for us. It seems like it's been being prepared for several years for us to move into, and now it's happening. So uh, uh, anything you can do to help us uh, get ready for our birthday in terms of your uh, financial support. We have our daily operations, but we also have a, a capital campaign to help pay off the building. So appreciate any support you can give to us in that way as well. And and uh, thanks for listening. My guest today is Reverend Stephanie Sorensen up at the Life Enrichment Center uh, in Flint Township, uh, Michigan. And we have been doing the thing with uh, <laughs> with uh with life it, it you know i can i can see how life enrichment uh would take place uh, in your in your space and in your presence stephanie uh, i i see two things that we haven't talked about yet one is your second book the sacred continuum and the other is your your chakra person back there on the wall and how that fits into anything uh, so, uh, where do you want to go with that, uh, with those two? Well, um, the, the sacred continuum uh, is actually um, based on prayer. It's about, uh, it's a way to pray. Oh, okay. And so, uh, it's not, oftentimes we're, we're praying to God instead of within God. And so it, it gives, it gives um, steps of consciousness that bring us into a place where we actually um, feel the answered prayer. It's about feeling the answered prayer. Mm -hmm. Would you agree with me <laughs> that there are different kinds of prayer? Oh, yes. Yeah. So there may be a prayer that asks a question Mm -hmm. 
there may be a prayer that celebrates life. Thank you for this food. There's also the, the approach that our life can be a prayer, sort of like yes. the pray without ceasing uh, angle. Uh, so if we get ourselves into that state of awareness where we're aware of this awesome creation that we're immersed in at all times, then our relationship with it, whether it's a person, you know, anything, birds, whatever, uh, even that mosquito. Oh, that mosquito. Uh, whoops. Oh, that's, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, see, sometimes attracted to it. <laughs> yeah. So That's exactly it. Um, it praying without ceasing. It, uh, there's a song. Every thought is a prayer. We are immersed in that which responds to us. There's Wait, not. Let's, in, let's repeat that again. So, so I, I have to think about that. OK, you, you actually said it in a few different ways. Just oh, oh, cool. <laughs> we did. But we're immersed in that which responds to us there's no spot where God is not. So we're already immersed. That's what the sacred continuum is about. We're already immersed in it, but we want to become aware that we're immersed in it, become aware of the presence of God that is present in us and present around us. And then all of those things that you were talking about, whether it's, I'm just so grateful for this day, we're speaking into that which responds to us. I could really use some help right now. We're speaking to that which responds to us, but we've got to listen and, and for the response. Sometimes we just don't. We go help, 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 and uh, don't don't listen for the help. Uh, I would possibly uh, suggest that we may not really know what we want when we're asking for help. And so it's sort of a generic, a general thing. And how can you see the answer to a general thing? Uh, so maybe helping people to hone in on what it is they really want is a way to help them in prayer. Is that, would that be fair? Well, that's, we'll leave that book aside. I'll just talk about what okay, you sure, said. And, sure. um, yeah most of us know what we don't want. And that's why we usually pray to get rid of what we don't want. Okay. So, get rid of him, will you? Yes. Yeah. So uh, it's about knowing what you do want. Uh -huh. Say if you don't want that. Yeah, right. Exactly. What is it that you want? And if, if it can be very general, I just want to be happy. I just want to feel free. I just want to, and it's usually about how I want to feel with this thing that I want. And even if I don't know what it is or who it is or what it's about or what that vocation might be, I know how I want to feel when I'm doing it. I know that I want to feel joy. Um, so it's about focusing on that and then just choosing what brings us joy, just doing what uh, causes us to feel the love in us. And it's exactly what you were talking about. That's praying without ceasing and you get what you truly want, even if you didn't know it was that. Mm -hmm. Because it brings yeah. you joy. We only want things because of the joy we believe it will bring. And we can only have those things if we're in a space of joy to receive it. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, it's it's complicated, Stephanie. It's complicated. <laughs> That's why they call it practice. <laughs> yes, practice makes progress. Practice makes progress, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so we just want to keep practicing. Any that, of this can be proven. That That's another uh, songster, by the way, uh, David Roth. Oh, uh-huh. Uh and David Roth has a T-shirt that says, Practice Makes Progress. Okay. Uh, so... I, I, Yes. Well, and and uh, it, because we in this world of duality, it's hard to know uh, what's perfect. But every once in a while, something is just so you look at a butterfly and you think that's just absolutely perfect. Or you mm -hmm. look at something or you experience something and it's our idea of perfection. Mm -hmm. The caterpillar was perfect for its moment. Exactly. So I think you were mentioning even uh, after a conception and you're a, a blastocyst or a, a, one of those uh, names that we go through before we're actually called an embryo, uh, you, you're perfect for the moment. Right. Because that's as the best you can possibly be in that moment. Right. And, it's what we're aware of uh, in that moment. And we all truly do the best we can. We, when we think that we haven't done the best we can, we, we do it in retrospect. We, we say, I could have done better, but if you could have done better, you would have done better. And, you can, and, and so we judge ourselves from a greater awareness, whether it's five minutes from whatever we did or years. It's so unfair to judge ourselves when uh, we're not that being anymore. Right. We change moment to moment. And uh, to look back and say, he should have done this, she should have done that, is you can't be in that same mindset. No. And, yeah. and we're not understanding that he or she or I were doing the best we could given what we had in that moment. Right. And what we were aware of and aware yeah. of the choices we could make. Yeah. Yes, and it's all about choice and freedom of choice and freedom, really, because that's the only way we're going to uh, discover all of this and find the truth of it. You know, no one, I mean, the only reason why we listen to someone is because that truth resonates in us. I, as a minister, I can't take a block of truth and stick it in somebody else, but if they um, like what I'm saying, it's because it's already it's already alive in them or it's coming alive in them it already exists in them or uh using the the parable of the sower uh in that individual uh they already had worked a, a good and honest heart and they had a question that you were answering and they understood the answer and, right and so that that could then take hold and with more nurturing, it could grow. Yes, that's perfect. But if, if the heart's got to be open, yeah, or that's right, yeah, you know, right. Anyway. And and you got to watch out for the thorns and you know the the different things that are growing in this yes. same space or in, in the, yeah yeah great parable. I it's one of my favorites um, in terms of understanding thoughts and so on. Um, <laughs> I hope you don't mind, but. I'm going to bring up one other scripture and, okay. and see what you think of it. Um, there was this time where uh, 
reportedly, Jesus said to these uh, religious leaders, you are of your father, the devil. Uh, he was a murderer from the beginning, and he abode not in the truth. And, and uh, basically, the feelings that you're feeling are not you. <laughs> the thoughts you are thinking are not you. They come from a, a place that's harmful, that's, that's not love. So it's as if there was a birth that took place and, and takes, I think the habits that we've been talking about in people was sort of like a, the birth of something other than us that grew in our minds. And we've got a, do you use the idea of uh, dying to the old self? Is that something you... That's a, and, and that you language can, can be born of the spirit too. We use that yeah. as well. Rebirth, but, yeah. Uh, it, but reborn every moment. And every moment we uh, don't, the habit or the father, um, let's just say that, that in our humanity, we're able to feel fear. We're able to feel all things. And so we're able to feel fear that's of our father that's our ancestries in our our you're of you're being very limited in your belief you're believing you're only human separate and human would be of your father okay so jesus was always um telling everybody that uh he and the father were one that they were one with God. And you, so you have to kind of die to the idea that I'm just like this because this is the way I was born and this is how I was raised. And my dad was and the, or my mom was and and my grandmother and we can go down. But there's there's a lineage of spirit that has come through there, too. There's been beautiful things that have come through. And those are the things of God that have come through the lineage of uh, all of us. Mm -hmm. We all came here together. So we, we have a sieve that we need to develop or a discernment filter or something to sort out the wheat from the chaff, so to speak. Right. And so the truth, what feels like truth, Ruse, mm -hmm. um, what feels like BS, which I always say, but spirit is BS. Mm -hmm. And um, it, and then decide for ourselves. That's, that's the thing. And the moment we, you know, part of what goes on is that there's a sense of superiority in the world over other people, a sense of inferiority in the world by other people. And if we could all come together and realize we're all beings of God, individualized beings of God, and there is no, uh, no one who's not, that everyone is, we would start treating each other differently. Yes, it's, a, it's an amazing awareness uh, that develops, uh, hopefully, in, in you, everybody. Uh, but when it happens, it you can't unlearn it once you once you see it. Yeah. So uh, you, you want to know about this guy? Yeah, that, that was the last thing on the list. There. <laughs> he looks sort of like a, a robot in a sense, but you know because there's no eyes and and all. But 
yeah, describe your chakra person or being. Okay, so the the chakras are uh, energies within our body. A lot of them, uh, different ones line up with different organs in our body. But you and I were talking about that, um, the unseen. So we have an energy body. And uh, you know the, the line in the song, Alleluia, mm -hmm. where it says that it said that uh, David played a chord that was said to please the Lord. Mm -hmm. When our chakras are lined up, we have an individual vibration that harmonizes with all of the universe mm -hmm. and is very pleasing. Mm -hmm. But when we're kind of messed up with our conflicts and our chakras aren't lined up, mm -hmm. um, those bulls back there all have a vibration to the different chakras. So oh, okay. root chakra all the way up to uh, the crown chakra, but there's more that um, don't come into the spectrum of light that we, we can see. A lot of people can see auras and chakras so are those ringing bowls the ones that yes. you do the the rim with your a, finger or well, i have a stick that does a, it but yes. yeah yeah okay yeah I, I hadn't even i saw something white in your yep, background there. there but yeah all the different sizes yeah okay so folks uh, we're on zoom so i'm seeing things uh, <laughs> i'm seeing things again <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> oh good <laughs> As I'm talking with uh, Stephanie Sorensen up in uh, Flint, Michigan area. Yeah, so uh, how does that play into your ministry, uh, the understanding of the, the chakra system? And uh, uh, I don't talk a lot about it. We do have um, what, what we call, uh, uh, there are people who, who um, lead chakra dances where you flow into that feeling we know when we're balanced we know when we're feeling good uh and we know when we don't mm -hmm. so um what love would bring us into balance it, it, it you don't have to go get one of those colors and bring it <laughs> in uh but you know they, they say that even on our our dna you you play it can be played like music and certain things can be brought out and other things uh, not so much so if you had um like we were talking about of your father your mother uh those don't necessarily it's not written in stone or necessarily written in your dna because we mm -hmm. we play it to according to our energy and according to who mm -hmm. we are which uh, yeah well that goes into epigenetics and how our lifestyles and choices that we make uh, then uh, play into that. So, yes. uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, uh, I remember all way back in those early 70s, about the time that KOPN was uh, getting started in 73, uh, that I was part of the uh, Integral Institute with Swami Sachi Dananda and, uh, oh, okay. and that group. And, you know, it, it was all kind of, um, I was not a deep student, although <laughs> I could I could teach some of the Hatha Yoga classes. But uh, in terms of the chakras, there were others that were so much more working in that energy area. But mm -hmm. I, I think the goal was similar in trying to get to the balance or the the flow, the alignment. You know, the different words that fit with that. And uh, yeah. Well, we just have a, a couple of minutes left. Do you uh, 
would you like to, why don't you just uh, take a moment and sort of close out our show with whatever um, is working through you at the moment. Okay. What I'm feeling right now is I am so grateful, so grateful uh, for shows like this. You know, I don't, I don't have a TV. Um, and I, I just choose certain things and it's, it's beautiful to have individuals like you and, and, uh, your crew that offer conversation that we can, I, the, the, the thing that brings me the highest in my spirit and my vibration is when I give a talk on Sundays. I get to stand there and talk about the truth and love and joy and peace. And uh, there's nothing that feels better. And here you are offering this conversation. And, and if we could have more conversations, mm -hmm. if that were uh, what talk radio was about, uh, mm -hmm. a conversation about uh, how can we work together? How can we yeah. make this life uh, better. I love the title. I love the way you say it. It's just, I'm so grateful that we've had this conversation. So that's what's on my mind right now is that this is available hmm. and that you're doing it. So I just want to thank you. Well, bless your heart. <laughs> I'm going to let that be the last word, <laughs> except for my, uh, my thanking you for being here and my words to the audience that you hear every week. Uh, remember folks, wherever you are, that is your world. Uh, please leave your world cleaner, more peaceful, and more loving than you found it. Because if it is to be, it is up to us. Take care. Talk to you soon.